0: section ninety four of the inheritance by susan edmonstone Ferrier. this librivox recording is in the public domain volume three chapter twenty three what shall such traces of my birth appear and i not follow them it may not be sophocles long ere gertrude had power to unclose her eyes the frantic exclamations of her lover had pierced her ear as he hung over her in an agony of apprehension and joy sent the first faint flush to her cheek and spoke in the look with which she met his anxious gaze for a moment all was forgot by her or rather seemed as a hideous dream and elmore kneeling by her side in all the agitation of love and fear was the only image that presented itself i hope my lady your ladyship feels better said lewiston thrusting himself forward but at the sound of his voice a deadly paleness again overspread her face and her senses forsook her will none of you drag that madman away cried elmore passionately to some of the servants who were bustling pompously about with glasses and decanters no 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 shrieked mrs st clair throwing herself between lewiston and them as they approached him marshal jourdain on your peril touch him send instantly for advice cried delmore wildly as gertrude's lifeless hand grew colder even in his grasp make haste bring bruce smith all of them why do you stand there by heaven she will be gone and snatching every restorative offered by the housekeeper and ladies maids he would administer them himself once more gertrude slowly opened her eyes and again they rested on her lover it was all a dream was it not said she in a low gasping voice ah our countess is herself again cried lewiston in a loud significant tone as much as to say keep your own secret protect me murmured she as she convulsively held delmore's hand and again relapsed into a death-like swoon for heaven's sake retire cried mrs st clair to lewiston dreading some scene of violence when delmore should extricate himself from gertrude's unconscious grasp only to the next room till this is over if added she in a whisper if you would prevent discovery go and she led him to an adjoining room and shut the door once more gertrude's marble features showed signs of returning life but she neither spoke nor opened her eyes she remained motionless as if unwilling to be scared by sight or sound or aught that could break the death-like repose in which she lay lady Rossville, dearest exclaimed mrs st clair as she would have lifted her hand but when she spoke a tremor shook gertrude's whole frame and she recoiled from her touch with a shudder gertrude my life suffer mrs roberts and masham to assist you to your dressing-room you will be quieter there no one shall enter but those you wish to see they shall not indeed my angel but a low convulsive sigh was gertrude's only answer gertrude speak to me say what it is that has alarmed you tell me what you wish and it shall be done cried delmore in an accent of grief and tenderness which seemed to thrill to her heart shall i order the carriage to take you to lord millbank's added he in a low voice oh no no cried she putting her hands to her face colonel delmore i must entreat that you will not thus agitate lady rosville cried mrs st clair this is neither a time nor a place for such questions when she has had a little quiet repose in her own apartment i will not lose sight of her again interrupted delmore passionately till i see her in safer hands than any here this is too much cried mrs st clair struggling to preserve her composure and dreading every instant lest the disclosure which she at once perceived had taken place should burst from gertrude's lips if delmore persisted in talking to her but i submit suffer her to be removed to her own apartment with mrs roberts and masham to attend upon her till this nervous attack has subsided and i consent to remain here till the arrival of dr bruce Dillmore could not object to this arrangement for mrs roberts was a discreet and respectable person in her way and both she and masham were devoted to their lady he therefore consented and she was accordingly conveyed there and left to the care of her two faithful attendants who received the strictest injunctions upon no account to speak to her mrs st clair felt secure that unless in a fit of delirium she would not betray herself to them and if in that state she did drop anything of the truth it would all pass for the raving of fever gertrude was therefore left to silence and to darkness while mrs st clair and colonel delmore by a sort of mutual understanding seemed resolved not to lose sight of each other he indeed was bent upon more than that he was determined that instant to force an explanation of the mystery which involved such a person as lewiston and that in no common way in the family concerns of lady Rossville and ringing the bell he ordered the servant to inform mr lewiston who was in the next room that his presence was desired in the saloon at this message mrs st clair turned pale and trembled she rose from her seat she would have stopped the servant but she knew not what to say and before she could summon recollection lewiston entered and her confidence returned at sight of his free unabashed air well said he accosting mrs st Clair with an air of freedom you see i am yours to go and to come but what have you made of my lady you are not here to ask questions but to answer them sir said delmore his lip quivering with passion i insist upon knowing by what right you have intruded yourself into this house i must first know what right you have to ask the question retorted the other boldly colonel delmore exclaimed mrs st clair eagerly as she saw his flashing eyes and dreaded some act of violence mr lewiston is a friend of the family he is my friend that is enough your friend repeated delmore contemptuously that is indeed enough quite enough to warrant lady rosville's seeking other protection he rang the bell furiously desire lady rosville's travelling carriage and my riding horses to be ready at a minute's warning called he to the servant hark ye my man there's no hurry about the first cried the intolerable lewiston we shall have two words about that yet by jove but the servant evidently disregarding him bowed his acquiescence to delmore and withdrew what is the meaning of this colonel delmore cried mrs st Clair in the most violent agitation delmore endeavoured to speak coolly while he said it was settled last night by lady Rossville that while mrs st clair's unknown friend remained here this was no fit residence for her she leaves it therefore for the protection of her guardian lord millbank and when dr bruce arrives i intend that he shall accompany her and he looked with the sort of resolute indifference of one whose determination could not be affected by any circumstances this is the most extraordinary proceeding colonel delmore said mrs st clair pale and trembling you can have no authority for such interference in my in lady Rossfield's situation to take her from her own house from my protection it shall not be no faith by jove she shall not stir a foot from this house to-day cried lewiston nor any day without the leave of those who have something of a better right to dictate to her ladyship than you have sir and he nodded to mrs st clair as if to encourage her delmore's passion was at its climax and he could no longer suppress it what is this infernal mystery cried he to mrs st clair which allows such a person to dare to talk in this manner i will know it something is at the bottom of all this if and he seemed almost choked to utter it if this man is as i suspect your husband no oh no shrieked mrs st clair wildly well and if i am the lady's husband sir what then what is your objection to me sir my lady countess's proud stomach it seems can't put up with me for her father but what is that to you you're not my lord yet and one gentleman's as goods as another colonel delmore oh no help me i am not i exclaimed mrs st clair in a state of distraction at finding herself caught in such horrible toils but again lewiston interposed come come tis of no use to deny it now the thing's over and my lady will come to herself by and by when she finds she can't make a better of it there i told you as a servant entered to say that his lady wished to see mrs st clair immediately delmore who had been pacing the room in a perfect tumult of passion stopped short at this and demanded of the servant who had brought this message miss masham sir was the reply then desire miss masham to come and deliver it herself sir cried he fiercely and masham not without fear and trembling confirmed the fact he then abruptly quitted the room to traverse the gallery opposite the countess's apartment and see that no one else obtained entrance at sight of mrs st clair all gertrude's tremors returned upon her and again she relapsed into successive fainting fits from which her attendants with difficulty recovered her at length she became more composed whether from strength or weakness and in a faint voice inquired for mrs st clair who conscious of the impression she made upon the victim of her guilt had retired out of sight mrs st clair is there my lady whispered mrs roberts then leave me roberts masham go i will ring when i want you but they still lingered colonel delmore my lady forbade that we should lose sight of your ladyship upon no account till the doctor's arrival colonel delmore repeated gertrude ah and tears the first she had shed burst from her eyes they gave her a temporary relief and she with some difficulty dismissed her faithful attendants. and mrs st clair once more approached her many and bitter were the tears shed on both sides before either had power to utter a syllable at length mrs st clair said can you forgive me gertrude but gertrude only turned away her head and wept the more then suddenly looking up by a violent effort she stopped her tears and while they yet hung round her eyes and her pale lips quivered she said tell me all oh not now spare yourself spare me cried mrs st clair with a fresh burst of weeping no no there is nothing to spare say that it is not that he and again she seemed as though she would have fainted as the thoughts of Lewiston, her father rushed upon her oh tell me all i must-i will know all and mrs st clair was obliged to commence a broken and weeping narrative of the events of her early days end of section ninety four